Welcome to the Small Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day. I know the number, thanks to John Scrivens. 444. Nailed it. Uh, and all of the numbers at the same time. That just feels simpatico with the joy that I'm feeling today. Because today we are going to be discussing the awesome new rules that we've seen for Age of Sigmar 3, specifically to do with monster actions and heroes. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I just realized that my host camera is way too zoomed in. This is way too close. Don't like this at all. Let's let's zoom out. Let's or in more? No, out. Let's go out. <laughs> oh no, that's too much. Let's get this. <laughs> uh, terrible start to the podcast, but it does give me an opportunity to say, "What up, Hydro homies? Hope you're well." Um, let's keep it real. And thanks to everyone on YouTube for being a thug. Being a thug. Right here we go. That's way better. Right, everyone. How is everyone? Are we all good? Uh, I hope we're all good. Thanks, JJ, for uh, dropping a gift. Oh, not a gift subscription. Just a subscription in the chat. Uh, I'm very excited about today. Yeah, it's 444th on the 4th. And can we all just shout out Chucklebutty in the chat, whose birthday is today? He isn't 44, even though he looks it. He, I don't know how old he is, but he's not 44. So, uh, very good. Uh, I'm very happy with the rules tees that we're about to look at right now. So let's just dive right in. Thank everyone on the Unsworn Gamer Patreon for making it so that we can do this. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited, uh, is what I'm going to say. Uh, hey JP, uh, thanks Morgan for being in the chat. Some works. What's going on? Um, uh, am I right? Age of Vermin Lords. I mean, maybe we'll talk about the implications. I don't know how I'm gonna, long I'm going to go on this show because I could talk about this probably for most of the day uh, because it's very, very exciting and great. So I'm into it. Let me just get this the screen up first off. Kick ass art. That's fun. Although Kragnos, everyone's like Kragnos is massive. I'm like, his rock is massive, man. Like, his rock is big. Like, can we talk about that for a moment? But anyway, he's got a big rock as opposed to everything else. Right. So if you guys haven't been keeping up today, on the Warhammer community website, they have posted an article talking about some of the new rules that we're going to see in Age of Sigmar 3. And there's two that are really important. Well, they're all really important. So let's talk about them all, right? Let's go through them starting at the top. Uh, thanks, Angle, for donating the gift subscription in the chat to JP Stevens. Uh, who was getting shit adverts every time he logged in, and now being a subscriber, you won't get those. So, uh, boom. Boom, baby! Uh, right, okay. So, we heard about this already. Monsters are going to be more monstrous, and heroes are going to be more heroic. So, let's see if we, we think that's true. So, there are a totally new type of ability called heroic actions, using each and every hero phase by both players, or all of them if you're playing in a big multiplayer brawl. It's like the six people that do that around the world. Nick J. Fowler, thanks very much for subscribing. Heroic actions bring fresh tactical opportunities and keep the action flowing for everyone involved. Now, I'm just going to... Let's just get the sad out of the way really quick, because there is some sad. Uh, in this, there are actions that can happen, not including charge reactions, which we haven't seen the actual information for yet, but we saw on Smorgut's video. Um, we have seen uh, that both players will be able to do the monstrous actions and the heroic actions in every hero phase. This means there's a decision point for both players. Uh, there's two more decision points per player turn for both players. So effectively, there's four more decision points in the course of a game. Of course, that's going to slow a game down. There's no way that you can argue that it won't. Um, I'm just getting this sad bit out of the way now. I do have a real issue with how much bookkeeping and how much time it might take to play a game. But there's some positive news in that if we look at a uh, 40k 9th edition, they generally put the points put the put, <laughs> too many p's. They put the points up 
of generally the game. So uh, you're pretty much playing an 1,800-point game now in 40K as opposed to a 2,000-point game. And so um, I would argue that like uh, that's going to be a positive. So hopefully we see that happen as well. It does mean that the armies we play on the tabletop will be smaller, and I know that will make some people sad. But I, I like it'd be remiss of me not to say this is all very exciting. I think it's really good, and I think it really does the thing that I like best, which it gives... Uh, players who play a lot and play well more opportunity to outfox their opponent and play some good plays which is cool big thumbs from me really happy with all the changes but of course it's something you're going to have to uh, be aware of and probably just something you've got a quick reference guide for or just something to learn off by heart because it'll apply to all armies so just something to be to be conscious of right um i think that's fine uh, I think it's okay to say, Bobbin, thanks for subscribing. I hope that didn't upset anyone, but it just needed to be said, right? Um, uh, will there be a reason to build my dank hold? Jabba's uh, lover, yes, because they're gorgeous, is all I'm going to say. Um, uh, her face is often failure, so I hope it won't take too much longer. Well, I hope not, I, but like, it's a concern. All I'm saying is it's a concern right now, right? Uh, right, okay, so the first one is heroic actions. A unit with a hero keyword on its war scroll, is a hero. Thank you. At the start of the hero phase, you can carry out one heroic action from the table below with one friendly hero. So only one friendly hero can do one friendly action, uh, heroic action. So that's it. You're, you're capped out at one. The effect of the heroic action is treated the same way as the effect of an ability. So heroic leadership. Pick a friendly hero and roll a dice. Add two. If your general has been slain on a four plus, you summon a command point. You get a command point. So 4 plus normally, or if not, it's just a 2 plus. We already know that command points are going away at the end of a battle round. If you go second, you get two command points. If you go first, you get one. So this is a way for you to start recouping those uh, command points. Also, in a minute, we're going to look to see that heroes obviously also generate, um, or your general also generates command points. So things like Vicross, which we were talking about, or some of the war scrolls we've seen recently, like... Um, uh, like uh, Marathi being included in your army, she also counts as a general. That means that that's also another command point. So some of these big centerpiece models are just going to basically bring a command point with them, which effectively makes them 50 points cheaper. Uh, actually less, because they bring a command point every turn, um, or every battle round, sorry. So almost 250 cheaper, which is pretty crazy. That depending on whether or not uh, the stonks market hasn't collapsed generally on uh, command points, Previously used to buy them for 50 points. If there's more command points in the game now, then maybe they're worth less overall. Um, uh, hey, Arknot, I hope you're well. Um, uh, what's everyone saying in the chat? You seem to be drowning CP in AOS 3. Yes. Oh, Necrux. Thanks for subscribing via Amazon Prime. Oh, Prime. Appreciate you. Um, at least the new decisions involve normal dice rolling. Yes, Keg Fort. That's a good point. Kego Fort, sorry. Um, uh, if they go away, why would you buy them? uh why would well it's because like because well okay so the reason people buy command points at the moment is if you get alpha struck which they've kind of done away with because obviously you get some cp at the start of the game even if you're not going first but sometimes at the moment you buy command points because what you want to do is if your opponent just tries to hit you really hard early you just want to have one cp to make one unit immune to battle shock or something similar roughly in what you want to do thank you to masaka koala for resubscribing i hope you're well Okay, so plus one command point, really good. Good for the armies that obviously need a lot of CP, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. Uh, heroic willpower, pick one friendly hero that is not a wizard. If that and if it is an enemy hero phase, that hero can attempt to unbind one spell in that phase as if they were a wizard. 
If it is your hero phase, that hero can attempt to dispel one endless spell on that phase as if they were a wizard and you can still only attempt to unbind its spell. Now this is really cool, I think. This is a nice um, units or heroes abilities that generate CP could be huge. JP, I agree with that. I think, I think having a lot of CP, we haven't seen all of the new command abilities that you're going to be able to do every turn. Obviously the stand and shoot reaction um, with the, the runaway reaction. So this is all in the charge phase stuff. They've said that there's going to be generic command abilities in every phase. So probably we're going to see the, the hero phase ones, which none of these are those. These are additional things. So there are also generic command abilities for every phase, which we haven't even seen yet. Um, and I'm sure that they're going to be pretty strong, like plus one to hit. Uh, like, who knows? Who knows? And maybe return units from the grave could be a bunch of options. So um, I think more CP is great. So any opportunity to get CP is really, really good. Um I'll go through each one of them in order because uh, I see Death by Dan uh, wants to ask a question. So I'll just go through them in order and then hopefully I'll come up to it with your answer as you want it. So this is really nice for armies that don't necessarily put a wizard in their army and they want that clutch hero phase. I'm going to try and unbind that. Nice if you don't have a wizard in your army and also you want to get rid of an endless spell. We saw that at the Super Series just gone recently where Seb dropped the Warp Lightning Vortex from his Carriage on Overlords on the board and then um, uh, Tom's army of Ineth Deepkin didn't have a wizard in, so that, that just stayed around for the whole game. Now he's going to be able to attempt to try and get rid of that and take that off the board. So I think that that's a really nice clutch one. It gives some really good opportunity cost, and it just isn't very strong, ultimately. you still got to roll the dice. You don't get any pluses to it. Um, so bringing a wizard is always better normally, um, but this is also really nice having an army. So again, I think this is really, really nice because it gives you kind of some outs you know, like you've got to roll boxcars. Croak's going to do that spell that's going to kill that war chanter that's bringing back all your R boys. Uh, I mean, that's a battalion, so that won't be there. But you know what I mean? There's like that key unit you want to keep alive. And yeah, Croak's got all the pluses to cast, but maybe you roll the double 12, uh, double six. Boom. So heroic willpower, really big fan of that. Um, uh, okay. Giving a lot of options and actually making armies better. Eric Sorbonne agreed. Like, it's all positive. The only reason I'm not super excited is because it's too hot in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way. Andy O'Reilly, not sure how I'm going to get through a game with my Skaver with this extra stuff to do. Again, yeah. Um, uh, something to be to be aware of. Now, the next one, Their Finest Hour, which obviously is the kind of like, uh, I think, the star of the show, is pick one friendly hero, hero, add one to the wounds rolls for attacks made by that hero until the end of that turn. So plus one to wound until the end of that turn and add one to save rolls for attacks that target that hero into the end of that turn as well you cannot carry out this heroic action with the same hero more than once in the same battle and obviously that's huge on any monstrous hero i mean it's good on little heroes anyway plus one to save i mean severith will be so fun with sire uh plus one to save on this and sire uh using their cp for plus one to save now i'm pretty certain saves will be capped at plus one so you won't be able to take a save beyond plus one so as much as it, you might get some really fun ideas to be like, oh, I'm going to do plus one save from this, plus one save from that, it probably won't really work out. But it does make things like some of the most recent battle tone, uh, sorry, war scrolls that we've seen released, like Manfred, loads better because now he's on a two-up save, which is cool. Um, now, it's only and each hero can only do it once, so it does really mean you can just throw that hero in that one time and they've got that plus one save, like a Lariel from a three-up to a two-up. Those are all positive changes. And again, this is just on a hero. So even if... It's it's quite clutch, even if it's just on a support character, and you just like, I just want them to have plus one save this time. 
But you can't do all of these. You can only pick one hero per phase. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be kind of interesting. It's quite nice. I quite like the idea of uh, ramming in your, like, monstrous hero, let's say. Uh, I know, Keeper of Secrets, not that you would, but you know what I mean. Something. Uh, you throw it in, you make a boss and crusher, and then in their turn, when they try and hit you back, that's when you give them plus one save. Because you can do it in their hero phase. So it kind of changes the numbers around a little bit, which I think is quite fun. Um, so let's see what you guys say in the chat about that one. Because this is obviously going to be the one that's good. Big numbers always make people very happy. They Their eyes light up and they're like, oh my god, my shitty thing will be better. But it also means the better things will be better. So that's something to be super conscious of. Marathi is going to have plus one turn save. That's not the most fun. Um, <laughs> it's what I'm going to say. Kragnus will have a, a, a one plus armor save. Of course. So, uh, this, but I mean, he'll still just be in front of a, a bunch of chat. Um, uh, these heroic abilities don't cost CP. No, they're just free. This is a free ability. One hero will get every player turn at the start of the hero phase. That's what it will be. Um, hey, Owen. Big love to you. Owen Jackson, by the way, uh, heading up to Nottingham tonight to join us to do coverage of the Super Series tomorrow, which will be live all this weekend. Um, uh, hello. Right now, we'll still be on a 4+. plus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Durthu. So there's a good opportunity to give plus one save onto Durthu, which is quite fun. Plus one to Wound is also really good as well. Nagash. So some of those like big characters are going to be huge because of just this ability existing. Although I think in some situations you're going to try and maybe want to get that command point in, in some sometimes. But I would say that the thing to be aware of um, is because obviously people are like, Kragnos is so much better now. And that's true. All monsters and heroes are better now. But like his points, I still think, are, are a lot. But we'll talk about that more in the future. Um, okay, then I, so that's the, the big one, the finest hour. You're going to see that done every game you play all the time. That one is going to be consistently used, uh, like consistently. So you're just going to, like, that's, that's, that's one of those things. And again, one of those things you've got to bookkeep. I'm going to finest hour that guy. Okay, cool. That's done. We're good. You've got to remember that for the rest of the game. So again, some little uh, tokens are going to be really, really important. Heroic recovery, which is pick one friendly hero and make a heroic recovery roll by rolling 2d6. If the roll is less than that hero's bravery characteristic, you can heal up to d3 wounds allocated to that hero. If the roll is equal to the hero's bravery characteristic, you can heal one. And if you beat it, then you don't um, uh, end up uh, healing them at all. Uh, so that's not in there. So a d3 heal is nice across the board in that clutch moment maybe you want to take a unit up a bracket maybe you just want to give them an extra d3 wounds where you can units that can already heal like archeon for instance be able to heal 2d3 um, is quite nice uh, so yeah like especially uh, with the finest hour and heroic recovery kind of like making some of those monstrous creatures more survivable the thing is is those are normally the really good monsters anyway i think this is kind of one of those interesting conversations that we could have time and time again um, is that the units that are already good are normally named then more hero monsters are already good in age of sigma generally mostly not always um, whereas monster monsters rarely are good um, they they rarely be as good so um, this really benefits all heroes and there's some really there's some really great stuff for that as well for your little support character again your skink star priest your war chanter your little your, like your little unit that you want to just heal those d3 wounds up that one's really nice. I think that one's really, really good. Um, a D3 up to 10 times during a game. Grinaldi, that's a really good point. Of course, yeah. Because you're doing this in that your hero phase. 
their hero phase and you're doing it 10 times. So that's a really, really good point. And it doesn't have any limit on it. So you can basically just be like, I'm just going to keep D3-ing up every single um, uh, turn on whatever unit you want to be. So I think that's that's really interesting. Yeah, you could mix it around, but then that means you're not using their finest hour. So it's always locked into one, right? So yeah, I mean, it makes some units very, very survivable. I mean, like things like the Light of Altharian, healing up is really good. Obviously, you can't do this on Marathi because her Iron Heart of Cain is already like keyword locked to she cannot heal. Uh, Gotrek can heal, which is uh, fun. Um, I guarantee the first Eris 3 army books have uh, ways to break these new hero monster abilities or shut them down in some way, says Gorkamorka. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, Marathi, any uh, Brooks, it doesn't work on Marathi because her she is unable to be healed in any way. Otherwise, obviously, you would just have Emerald Life Swarm in the army. Um, uh, does that mean Starborn Priest will uh, roll on a greater than 10? Less than 10, yes. So, I mean, it doesn't work on some characters because to heal D3... You've got to roll less than the hero's bravery characteristic, and some monstrous heroes weirdly just aren't very brave. So, um, uh, oh hell yeah, love me some Gotrek, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So this is the, that's the hero stuff, and I mean we could break this down all day for every army and how this is going to affect them. But there's just too much to go through. Like there's too many armies. It's Skaven. I know uh, Smorgan was talking in the chat. Healing D3. I think that's really good. Plus one save. That's going to be huge as well. Generating CP all day. That's going to be very very interesting. Uh, Cities of Sigmar doesn't really generally run off monstrous creatures, but we might see Star Drakes get a huge lift up, and then them healing D3 or getting plus one save again. That could be huge. A lot of like this, I would say that a lot of these work very, very well. Oh, the finest hour in heroic recovery work really well into monstrous heroes. However, heroic recovery also works really nicely into your support characters, and I think that that's like a huge blessing. So I'm really into that, really into that. And again, gives you the options. Ah, oh, I should have, should have healed him. Or I should have gone for that. And I like that most of it is on dice rolls. Their finest hour isn't obviously. But like the command point, you've got to actually roll a dice. It's a four up, so it's whatever. Uh, the heroic recovery isn't a guaranteed. It's not just you will heal D3. You've got to roll some dice. It's a bit swingy. I like that. I love a decision point with a swing. So there's a chance for it to happen or not happen. All positives. Really happy. And all of it makes loads of set Like crystal fucking clear. Like smooth glass. So really happy about that. Um uh, so yeah, now one of the suggestions I guess is Phoenix's healing D3. Great suggestion from Audi. Um, that's really nice as well. Are we going to see a lot more new monsters come out for every army this edition? I wonder if this edition is out of the beast. Yes, this is definitely going to be the year of the beast, right? Uh, I can feel that 100%. Do you think things are getting a bit more complicated with things to remember? Heronymous Max. 100%. 100%. I would get yourselves a book, uh, a notebook, um, or I would design yourself uh, a nice kind of like sheet a lot of you are going to be very competent kind of like excel dudes or pdf dudes or whatever just make yourself something that makes sense once all the rules are out that you could just print off a couple of hundred times or whatever or you could there's so many websites you can just send them to and just get yourself a little design and you can just go to a tournament you'll be like cool heroic action got to do that like bosh 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 uh, that'll be really good so um yeah you can get a whiteboard with a dry eraser thing i, I quite like the idea i know it's a bit wasteful but I do like the idea of there either being an electronic input device 
or there being um, uh, like a book or a sheet, that, a scorecard sort of thing that you fill in yourself, and it just kind of like it takes you through the steps of the game because you're going to have to remember a lot, I would say. Um, I could see a rule for a future battle term that lets someone do the finest out twice. I'm not sure that's true because I think that we're going to see this monstrous part. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right, Hawkeye. Maybe. It is not the year of the cycle. I'd just like to be fair. I hope this edition, uh, Beasts of Chaos, get the update they deserve. Maybe. Uh, I think they might go in the bin, but we'll find out. I don't know. I want to make sure you champion... Blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, these abilities may seem subtle, but they make your heroes feel that much more heroic. Okay. I mean, they've given you plus one save and plus one to wound. That's that's just stonks to the nines, is all I'm going to say. Um, oh, does it affect stonemage? I mean, Teclos with plus one save, plus one wound. He can already do that. Uh, but that's nice. I don't think that's as important as doing it to like a wind fox or a mage or the Calathar or all those sorts of things. Um, okay. Also, find this out. It's definitely pointing for how much longer the game will be. <laughs> yes. A good gag I saw yesterday. It's a lot, right? Okay. It's my hero phase. Okay. I'm just going to... Now, I'm going to just... Uh, which... Oh, damn. What am I going to do? Okay. Which one are you going to do? Okay. I'm going to do this. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's not much time. I, it probably won't slow down that much. That one's fine. Now, the next one is starting command points. After determining who will take which turn, the player who will take the first turn receives one command point, and the player who will take the second turn receives two command points. So we already knew that. That's fine. We're happy with that. Using command abilities. Uh, oh, you still earn a point if your general is on the battlefield, uh, bringing your total to either two or three points. That's a little bit that they threw in there as well. So your general will earn you a point. Now, if you have multiple generals, because you can in Sinesh and Firecross and a bunch of other stuff, um, do you going to get a command point for each one? In which case, cha-ching, like MJ Pegasus says. So you can have a lot more heroes, generating a lot more CP. Um, you throw in something like Sinesh, like the Rodimus Rule or Croak, who's generating more CP, you are going to have tons of CP, man. Um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say that like uh, Kegafort is saying in the chat, I think one of the things that we're all going to want to get is that we want to get ourselves tokens and maybe cards to throw on the tabletop to go along with these because I think it, there is going to be more bookkeeping in the game. I don't think that's necessarily bad, but I think it's something we be, have to be aware of that we are going to do it. So just be aware of it and then we'll have a great time, right? Um, a slang council with 1 billion CP per turn. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me a bit of Saga, where there's always a bit of weight while players figure out what to do with their dice abilities. Yes, tokens will come with a new GHB. Uh, probably not enough tokens, and they definitely won't come for specific ones. Um, uh, Owen thinks that OBR was the blueprint for this, it seems. I would say, in some ways, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, they tried it out to see if it would work, and that, that's a good shout from Owen. Especially because of the next thing that we're seeing which is using using command abilities. And this really ties in with Smorgan's uh, leak video where he seems to have like nailed this, which is to use a command ability, you must spend one command point and pick one friendly model to issue the command point and pick one friendly unit to receive the command. That's important. Unless noted otherwise, the models that can issue commands and the units they can issue uh, to them are as follows. Unit champions can issue commands to their own unit, which is fucking huge. No longer do you have to deep strike a unit with a hero next to them. They just land and their hero is there and he's just like, let's go. But but on the flip side, this gives loads of bonuses to all of those models that can eat models out of a unit. A Gargant put him down his pants, Stardrake eating them out, whatever it might be. 
like that's huge because it like it and also just it's just wicked he's just like the sergeant's like just get on boys like you know reroll charges whatever R- huge fan of that i think that's brilliant really really happy with that i think that's a really nice change um it makes the game like a little easier but that's fine like you know like the players who were able to always make sure their unit was sorry their their general was wholly within 12 or whatever or you know the micromanagement they'll still keep those skills to use them for other stuff but this just makes it easier for the kids and by the kids i mean grown adult men um to just like ah oh, like i'll reroll charges so that's great like that's a huge positive right um uh, it sucks for a load of units though that don't have unit champs like musaka koala is saying so there is going to be there is going to be a divide right between uh the haves and have nots and the units that do have the unit champs are just going to be uh <laughs> jj thanks for picking up on that uh, the uh <laughs> the, the units that don't have unit champs uh are in a real tough spot like ultimately but it does mean that the much maligned Saneshi twin souls go up because of the powerful ego pomp the uh who is their unit champ the ego pomp returns able to do command abilities to his unit maybe they are better in the next edition that's why they're pointed that way because they have a unit champ is the asinine argument that someone will make somewhere in the world um uh, rob kelly says hannah gork always had this problem you teleport nine away flub your charge roll and you can't reroll because there's no hero yes it makes teleporting and deep striking units way better because they were able to have a unit champ that does it. Some units obviously don't have them. Um, and so that's going to have to be a conversation that you have with yourself in the future, especially if the char- the uh, generic command abilities are as strong as we think that they might be. The ability to run away, huge. The ability to stand and shoot, massive. But it means you don't have to have the, char- uh, the characters nearby. Um, the <laughs> uh, deep striking leader will, uh, will be redundancy and able to make more combat rolls then. That's true. Uh, poor zombies yes but it like it doesn't stop and also as we get onto the next rules heroes can issue command abilities to units that are wholly within 12 inches of them previously it was six but it was within six not wholly within six and then generals can issue command abilities that are wholly within 18 inches of them again it used to be 12 but it used to be within 12 so that really reduces the range so that's actually harder to achieve that's like much harder for that um but it has extended the ranges out which makes which makes your generals a little bit more important your heroes around the board so that's quite nice that works quite well um and changing it to wholly within kind of ups the skill level but maintains the distance i think that's good as well uh, and then totems can issue commands to units that are wholly within 18 inches of them as well which if you happen to have a totem in your army which is we're seeing a bunch of totems right we've seen a bunch of bsbs we've seen one for the new cruel boys we've obviously seen one for lumineth realm lords we've seen uh we've seen one obviously for stotum crest so we haven't seen any i mean there are some older ones but generally some totems uh being in your army some armies do have totems some armies don't have totems so maybe we'll just see a bunch of totem models released the flag meta might be what we see um (laughs) <laughs> Warshine stocks continue to rise. Yes, Dreadsoria meta. He is a totem. Did not know that. Amazing. Let's go. Uh, Ashloth Banabera. He's a totem. But it just means you can do commands from them. That's all it means. Uh, so if they don't have any good commands to do, then whatever. But that's good. Nice, clean, simple. Heroes, generals, totems, and unit champs. All positives, I think. I think it's uh, the unit champs one reduces skill cap a tiny bit, which I think that's fine though. Like, I think that actually gives more utility, more play um, to units that just happen to be around. So I think that that's 
I'm a big fan of that. Um, now we have a look at new abilities. Uh, let's look at the monsters. So we're talking about monstrous rampage. I'm just going to remind everyone to take a sip of water and stay hydrated today. Mm. So, some are, oh, it, do you know what it also stops? It stops people conga lining the unit that's in combat and they've led the little unit back to a hero and that hero is giving them inspiring presence because you have to be wholly within range to do inspiring presence. So I'm happy with that. Right, so the monstrous rampage. At the end of the charge phase, each player can carry out one monstrous rampage. So at the end of the charge phase, each player. So every charge phase, each player. So in the hero phase, we're both doing something. Now at the end of the charge phase, we're both doing something again. So like I say, there's four decision points now every player turn. Uh, every player turn, you're making two decisions extra. Your opponent's making two decisions extra. Uh, so it's going to really ramp up. Ultimately, that's 40 more decision points across the course of the game. Um, but that's like, uh, again, just to be aware of it. Um, the player whose turn it is uh, taking place carries out all their monstrous rampages first. Does it say how many? Uh, the same player cannot carry out the same monstrous rampage more than once per phase. So you can only do the four. The effect of the monstrous rampage is treated in the same way as having the effect of an ability for rules purposes. So if you have four monsters, you can do all four monstrous rampages of course but you can't do the same monstrous rampage on each monster so each monster can only do one of the monstrous rampages if you have a hero who's also a monster you can do a heroic action and then you can do a monstrous rampage so again huge and down the great it does seem like the beast core raiders thing i was talking about yesterday should be the thing that you all buy that would make sense but you would assume that we're going to see the points of monsters go up because these abilities are pretty strong. Um, uh, but, you know, let's get those Dreadsaurians out. So, uh, let's look at them. Uh, Raw, which is probably going to be the most impactful one, I think, over the course of the whole game. Pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model and roll a dice. On a three up, that unit cannot issue or receive commands in the following combat phase. So this is in the charge so at the end of the charge phase so my monster makes a successful charge and then i say you can't take a um a, a, a order in that uh, 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 i'm gonna start again start again i'm gonna take a drink of water and i'm sorry i'm very excited and also uh <laughs> let's take a moment let's take a moment mm. um so Thanks, guys. Uh, stay hydrated. That's it. That's it. Let's all get that water in. Right. So at the end of the charge phase, you pick an enemy unit within three inches. Um, Jackie Chan 199. Um, uh, I finally upgraded from being a YouTube thug to a Twitch chat gremlin. Oh, man. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Right. End of the charge phase, you pick an enemy unit within three inches. Roll, uh, roll a dice. On a three plus, that unit cannot issue or receive commands in the following combat phase. Uh, does it have to have a successful charge? No, it does not, Granaldi. It can just be at the end of the charge phase. If you're already in ongoing combat, three plus, you can't take it. There's, uh, you can't take um, orders or yeah, uh, commands, sorry, that's what they're called, commands in the following combat phase. So it only applies to the combat phase. So it won't apply to Battleshock phase, which obviously is where you do Inspiring Presence. So it's going to affect stuff in the combat foes only and if you've already applied a buff earlier let's say i don't know let's say you gave reroll saves to a unit earlier in the game 
or you gave them, I don't know, pile an attack twice earlier in the game, then this isn't going to affect them. So actually, this is this is much more negative to the armies that have more um, poorly worded or or bad kind of well, bad's not right, but not equally as good kind of command abilities that they generally have anyway. So what I'm talking about is there are some command abilities that are in the combat phase you can do X. Uh, and there are some other command abilities that are like in the hero phase, pick a unit, they get plus one attack. Those ones are much better because they've already happened earlier on, right? Um, so so it's going to affect bin books. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. But it does affect units that are very strong. Like Hawkeye says, uh, flesh eat your corpse with fight twice. That'll be gone out of the game. Uh, well, not out, gone out of the game, because again, let's talk about my favourite bit about it. The thing that I'm really excited about, it's on a three up. Yes, like it won't always work, which is cool. So it doesn't affect every unit or every army ever. Great thumbs, big thumbs. It's not reliable. It's consistent, but not guaranteed. Really happy with that. Um, oh, thank you very much to Moritas Guz. Moritas Guz? Moritas? Mortascus for donating five pounds sixty nine to the show, deeply appreciated. I don't know if I said that right, but love to you. Um, but yeah, this is really big. This is especially big to OBR, of course, because that Hecatos re-roll on their Mortec Guard very, very important to them. Um, so that affects them negatively in a really big way. But there are some other units that's going to affect time and again, um, and those instances and cases will come up. It depends on the command abilities, and it depends on how they really affect it. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm I, I'm a huge fan of this. Because I think it's cool. It gives you some good counterplay. I would say the thing that really, really bothers me about it. Not bothers me about it, The thing that, like, positive about it is the fact that it's a three-up. Yeah? I'm like, great. It's not guaranteed. Something's happening. Yeah? 66% of the time, baby. Um, does this mean a big risk? Don't roll a three-plus and the Mortec eat the monster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just also makes the, the monstrous heroes that we already know about just that much stronger. But I don't think this is going to come up as much. But it will come up in some situations. Stomp. That's the next one. Pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model that is not a monster and roll a dice. On a two plus, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Fine. An additional D3 mortal wounds to a monster in addition to the other mortal wounds that they maybe do already uh, on the charge. Or if they don't do it on the charge, that's quite nice. Um, it's whatever. Some of them have it. I mean, it makes some monsters really, really good because um, they're already doing monstrous, they're doing mortal wounds on the charge, so it's just, it's nice, happy with that, um, so that's fine. Titanic Duel, pick one enemy monster within three inches of this model, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by this model that target the enemy monster till the end of the following combat phase. Now this is big stonks, big, big stonks. That plus one to hit roll is huge on, a again, all of those monstrous heroes specifically, because generally you don't tend to see monsters as is. I don't think you even will in this situation uh, because I think they'll generally up uptick the points of monsters anyway. They'll just be like, oh, it's going to put the points up on monsters. Um, and so, like, even though really these all are affecting monstrous heroes, which is what we normally see all the time, um, but it's going to affect those monsters that are able to be much more mobile. I'm thinking Manfred with plus one to hit. That's really good. Not forgetting that he's already given himself plus one to wound and plus one save. Uh, from the heroic action for the, his finest hour. So he's got plus one to hit, plus one to wound, plus one save. And then just launch him at an enemy monster because he's flying. Which is cool. Um, nice for things like turtles, which you do see. There's one of those rare monsters that you do actually see on the tabletop. Uh, so that would be really fun. Um, but this is only if you target monsters. So it is situational. But we're assuming we see more monsters in the game. 
we're, that's the assumption, right? You're seeing more monsters, so possible to hit against monsters, big thumbs. And we, I assume we're also going to see a lot of pluses to hit against monsters and do Stormcast up as well, because that uh, Draster Lady is like a monster hunter, so you would assume that there's going to be some good anti-monster tech, like we weirdly saw some anti-ghost, uh, uh, anti-nighthorn tech in the uh, in the original Stormcast, or for Age of Sigmar 2 Stormcast release, which, yeah. Um, plus one hit wound save is very nice. Yeah, of course it is. Super good. Super good. It means you don't have to do any buffs on Archeon. He's just like, plus one hit, plus one to wound, off I go. But if he's not fighting a monster, he doesn't get that plus one to hit. Um, Double-A sword, as they will pick it against you, also says Rambo Squirrel. Yes, of course. But if you've got the charge, that's what I meant about the mobile monsters. Like, so if we compare Craggy to even something like a Lariel, because uh, Craggy's just going to get, like, he can't fly, and it doesn't go as fast as Lariel, whereas a Lariel can be like, cool, heroic, um, at my finest hour, then I'm going to do Titanic Jewel. I'm going to fly over the screen, I'll charge, then I'm going to get plus one hit, plus one to wound, plus one saving to Craggy. Craggy won't get the charge. If we kind of compare those two, like, her mobility and the fly keyword gives her the opportunity to enact these things better. So the things that are already good because they fly, because they're fast, are just better now because they get to pick the fights. They're given more rewards for picking the fights that they want, and the mobility lets them pick the fights they want. Yeah, nailed it. Fucking hit that one out of the park. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's uh, so if you're monster in here, you can do one of each. Yes, Final Flash. Uh, Big Mo is going to double fuck that. <laughs> what does Squig's roar sound like? That, I mean, that's going to be a great opportunity for us to make some great live streams, right? When we do live coverage. He's done the squigs roar. Okay, that's fine. And then finally, smash to rubble. Um, plus one to hit against five wounds or more. Uh, where's that? Says Halalex. Let's see in the chat. Hero Monsters is going to be boss in AOS 3. Hero Monsters have been good always, I would just like to point out. They're, or they're been. They're either just brilliant or they're been. Um... What does a keeper roar sound like? <laughs> right, so, uh, finally, smash the rubble. Pick one faction terrain feature uh, or defensible terrain feature within three inches of this model and roll a dice. On a three plus, the terrain feature is demolished if it was defensible. And the scenery rules on its war scroll cannot be used for the rest of the battle if it was faction terrain. So, it happens on a three plus, so it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, which is big thumbs. Big thumbs. Very happy with that. Like, really keen. Um, but I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I get it. It's like a monster. It's like, screw this piece of terrain. And it, like, smashes through it. It's cool. Like, it, it's thematic. But, like, why key, Like why make my army only work really well with faction terrain looking at Sylvaneth, let's say? Um, Gloom Spike Gits would be another example. Some of them are good and some of them aren't good. I mean, why bring the OBR, like, Nexus now and put it in the middle? It'd be smashed, like, after turn one. It's like, boom, smashed. So why give us rules for something that's free to put in our army and then immediately just have the ability for our opponents to smash everything to pieces? Like, I don't know. Like, it's a weird one. Like, I, I honestly don't know my feelings on this one. Like, it's kind of good, I guess, that I can smash them. Like, I would like to know what you guys in the chat think. Um, yeah, warp holes, they're gone. That's a really good point for Skaven. Um, uh, get good screw up. <laughs> uh, what's the smallest monster? Uh, aren't, uh, Ideneth Alapex's monsters, I think. Um, 
Uh, Seraphon Pyramid Smash by Opponent in turn one because it's then deployment zone. Yep. I like it. Smash the Bone Tide Nexus. Yes. Nurgle Meta, plant more trees, save the planet. Fair. Our factions are pointed to include the scenery, but the ability to smash them is free seems unfair. I would agree with that, Owen. I think that makes certain sense. Um, especially something like uh, Beast of Chaos, example. Their herdstone so key. I would say probably the most important piece of faction terrain in the game is probably the Loon Shrine. If I was... Uh, and uh, with a... With a really close more pot and yeah more pot ah uh, no maybe more pot maybe the corn one um, oh of course I forgot silverneth trees uh, <laughs> like I forgot about the silverneth trees but the 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 kind of the point uh, the bloom tide uh, shipwreck is not important it's annoying and should be thrown in the bin uh, the no one cares about it unless you're still uh, I never keep repair and then I want you to know no one likes it. Um, but the, the Loon Shrine basically gives a uh, wholly within immune to Battleshock bubble to the de- to the uh, Loon Spite. And they need that because they're bravery super low. And they normally run a bunch of MSU stuff. Like, you can just do, like, I don't know, like, uh, if, they di- if that was destroyed. But then you've got to get to it. It's on the other side of the board. It happens at the end of the charge phase. I don't know. Like, that's the one I'm not really sure on. Why give us something that our armies work around which i think is fundamentally quite cool some people don't like faction terrain i think it's quite fun like especially stuff like the more part i don't think armies should be stimmied by it like we see with sylvaneth like they're like locked into it and it's bad but at the same time why then let us smash it right like um uh, it also depends which rules are on the terrain war scroll and which rules on the allegiance abilities that's a good point, Lord of the Gods. Okay, this is human games which don't make changes to factions that use faction terrain, though. Uh, it does, of course, but that would be like everything we review, uh, always assuming. It's like when everyone was talking about the points for Kragnos, and they're like, well, they're Age of Sigmar 3 points. I'm like, it's an Age of Sigmar 2 book. Makes no sense. What you do is you release the Age of Sigmar 2 points for a, for a model, and then, like, all of this making. all Like,. Like, it doesn't, like, none of this makes sense. Like, that argument, that line of thought makes no sense. They're like, look at all these things now, look how much better Kregnos is, that's why he's so expensive. I'm like, he isn't released with these rules. You can use him with those rules in the next edition, but you would assume that they would do the Age of Sigmar 2 points for an Age of Sigmar 2 book, and then with the new rules, you would do Age of Sigmar 3 points for everything. So, um, unless they just can't be bothered to do both, which is really poor. Uh, I think it's just a poor argument, generally. Anyway, um, so yeah, Smash the Rebels is the one I'm not sure about. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then, of course, then of course, like then the argument would be, why is Marathi as cheap as she is? Look at all the things she's going to be able to do now, in addition to what she can already do. There's like it's just an asinine argument. So I I don't like listening to it. Um, uh, racing advanced players should be super designed. Uh, yeah, like, like I'll, I'll do an overview now because I think it's great. Uh, wouldn't they be more outraged if you had smaller points for two weeks and then put them up? No, like it just no. It's just like like they wrote the book months ago. Just like like so what? So and now I need to assume every book. So like so what do I do? Do I read the do I read the Stormcast Battle Tone when it's released and I look at the points and I think oh this is underpointed, but really it's because they pointed it for Age Sigma Four. Like just mental. Like is all I'm gonna say. Uh, like <laughs> anyway. So that is, um, these are specifically the 3.0 changes. These are some of the changes for Age of Sigma 3.0. And ultimately, huge fan is what I'm going to kind of like uh, finish the show on. I think it's going to be really, really good. It gives players loads and loads of options 
amazing. Like, you can do some fun stuff. You can make your units that are heroes and monsters way, way better. Um, I think some of the sneaky little things is when you occasionally have that, like, five-wound character who's on one wound and you know he's about to take a, a Comet's Call or um, a Plague Wind or, I don't know, something, and you're, like, cool, and you heal the D3, then you get the four, and then it takes another three mortal wounds next turn, and you're like, yes, that's going to be pretty clutch, I would say. Um, obviously, uh, the big shout-out, like, the easy, like, smooth brain uh, excitement, like, child uh, with a stick beating a pinata will be the finest hour. Like, um, um, like we should, I feel like it should be a card that they produce. You're like, the finest hour! And you just kind of throw it out there, and then the kids that are really excited about using it, like, ah! Um, you know, on a stone horn, of course, frost on stone horn, all those sorts of things. Mega Gargants going up to a three-up save is massive because that might really tip the balance of when they're able to play when because they, they make those big, aggressive turn one plays so one of them is going to have that three up armor save for a turn the healing d3 i don't think is really that important for them uh, but that's going to be pretty key and you know what even using heroic willpower and making it so they can unbind a spell i think that's really good for them as well then the plus one to hit that's fine that's fine because it's only against monsters i think i what i like about the monsters rampages are that they are all fine they don't really tip the balance i don't think of monsters massively raw situationally is amazing and that's why I really, it's very much like Kragnos's charge situationally incredible and then unreliable that it's incredible i think that that's a super nice way of doing the game design they're like if this situation occurs you can do this thing and you can do it fairly reliably but not guaranteed and then it's going to have a massive impact on the game it's like that's awesome like i love that i think that's wicked that's like two nice pieces like it doesn't happen all the time, great, and it only affects certain situations, amazing. So you've got these two plays, um, and so I think like overall massive positives, uh, and I don't have anything, I don't have anything negative to say other than probably we'll end up with games being slower, more bookkeeping, make sure you make tokens, all that other jazz. I think that's really important as well. So let's see what you guys in the chat think. Um, uh, but maybe the book was. Uh, uh, well, time to go get my LGS. So the book couldn't have come out after AOS 3, plain old Gavin, because it was a precursor to the story that happens in AOS 3. What's better, 2.0 book that was written for 3, or pushing out the 2 book that's as close to 3, and then gets a massive revision in a few months? A massive revision is what all of the other books are going to have to have. Uh, they're going to have to have their points changes, um, and it's not hard to be like, cool, this monster is 600 in 2, and it's 760 in 3. Like, how long does that take you? 10 minutes? Because it's not done well anyway, so... It doesn't even take you 10 minutes. I did it in a sentence, so we're good. Thanks, Crazy Horse, for donating £16.69 to the show. Fuck yeah! Woohoo! Um, <laughs> I'll send you a picture of that hammer. I printed out a hammer now, so that's good. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, monsters will be weirdly control pieces now. Maybe monsters could be... Like, the thing to take away from this, always, is that, yes, they've given you loads of tools for monsters. That's great. They've given you loads of tools for heroes. That's great. Now, heroes you're definitely going to include in your army, and some monsters you're always going to include in your army. But some armies don't have access to monsters. That's really cool. Um, uh, because maybe you'll see, like, maybe you'll see, like, if a monster dies, your opponent gains a victory point. Like, so then there's that risk reward for having a monster in your list, um, which I think is very, very interesting. I think all this really benefits is monstrous heroes, because that's what already are good, and generally monsters suck. The Eidolon is an, uh, an exception. Let me try and think of some others. I guess, Terrorgeist? 
not really. Um, I'll try, I, I can't really think of any that would be uh, effective. Um, uh, thanks, thanks, Crazy Horse. Uh, great changes overall, though. Don't worry, your bone splitters, Rob. If monsters get better, they get better too, with some love. <laughs> They'll be comfortably. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that these rules could potentially turn win a game, but unlikely to cost you a game if they don't go off, says Waggy. Yes, agreed. Again, really, really nice. Bastilladon, that's fine. We haven't seen all of the CP changes as well. Don't forget, all these abilities are free. The other thing that we know is a lot of CP is going to be generated. That's clutch. A lot of CP every turn. Three as opposed to one. With loads more command abilities coming out. You're going to have a lot of decisions to make. I think that's where maybe the game slows down a little bit. And I think that's not okay in some situations. Because some books that have been released are also very decision heavy. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, thanks to Northwood, uh, Northwood's writer for subscribing for the first time. Still need a lot of bodies to claim hold objective. So I don't see the game becoming just Monster Mash. Team and Cash, I 100% agree with that statement as well. I think always it's going to be about bodies on objectives and wounds on objectives. So I think that's going to be really important as well. I also think we're going to see, if they're like, this is the year of monsters, I think we're going to see some anti-monster stuff. I 100% think we'll see that. I think that's what the Stormcast Chamber will be. It'll be like anti-monster tech. And, you know, the main character is like a monster hunter. That's what they say. So I think we'll see some some anti-monster stuff. Maybe the Cruel Boys are also anti-monster as well. Like they hunt them or whatever that might be. Um uh seraphon get like a million cp now they do uh <laughs> uh right okay has anyone got any questions or any thoughts um uh, so Hieronymus max makes uh the point time for lower pointed games maybe 2008 too long to play if everything gets that 20 percent points increase which we're roughly expecting that means the game will be less models less things which means like and also the board's smaller as well um, something to be really conscious of. We have some like very fast offensive units in Age of Sigma. So with smaller boards, which they've confirmed being 44 by 60, we're also going to get in fights and generally be engaging with each other more more quickly. Um, so yeah, that that has different effects all the time. Um, oh yeah, the smallest board. Yeah, uh, the small is uh, board small. The board is smaller. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more monsters make the game faster though uh more monsters make the game faster they do they do make the game faster but they don't particularly make it like super interesting i don't think i'd want to play five monsters versus five monsters every day it'd be fine but i'm not like there for it um i have a thought stream for about two more hours to make this friday morning better well if it makes you feel any better there's two things happening today there's the list reveal show for the two tournaments that we're running well the two uh, semi-finals for the Super Series that are happening. So at 5pm, so in about four hours, and then at 6pm, we'll be having the two, uh, let me get this right, the two uh, list reveal shows, um, and we'll be talking about them. And then we've got two days of tournament coverage. 12 games per day, 24 games over the course of the weekend uh, to talk this through. And there'll be so many points where we could talk about, oh, if this monster charge, it could have done that. So we'll maybe get to see some of these examples of situations where these could be applied this weekend. Even though they won't be in effect, it'll be really interesting to kind of like talk about that as we talk through the games uh, this weekend. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So that's 5pm and 6pm tonight on the T-Sports Network. So twitch.tv forward slash T-Sports Network. Although the Unsworn Gamer hosts it, so you can find it that way. And then also tomorrow, again, T-Sports Network, Twitch, 
uh, will be live uh, Saturday and Sunday for the two semi-finals. With both of those two, both of the two winners going forward to play next week in the final to win that cash prize of a thousand pounds, which is cool, which is super fun. Um, uh, keep uh, for this keen for this weekend coverage. Aim to get four vermin lords done. Nice. All right. So a, a final shout to you guys before we head out. Podcast bros, thanks. What do you think the monster? that you're most excited to use this stuff on or monster hero who are you most excited by least excited by marathi for me already a nightmare to deal with i don't want it to get plus one save that's all i'm gonna say um but that's my one uh jackie chan vampire and zombie dragon um uh four drice is coming cambria that's a good one more crusher great one as well frostal and stonehorn of course frosty Kanigit, that's a good one uh, i really like the frost heart phoenix three deceivers and a warp seer Nice. Turning off all the command abilities. That's good. Uh, the Beaver of Secrets. Nice. Loot Boss and Mangler Squigs is a great shout for plus one save, plus one to hit. Chuck a buddy, 100%. And a plus one to wound. That's a really good one. Uh, Carnosaurs. Interesting. Um, four Frost Lords. Bloodthirster. Ah, oh, Bloodthirster. Yeah, man. That's a nice one. Severith. Uh, fox. Fucking Fox. <laughs> Magma Droths. Okay. Okay. Warpseer, of course, because he already rerolls his saves. Uh, so having a three-up re-rollable save on a warp seer is pretty stonks, uh, is what I'm going to say. Bastilladons, that's quite an interesting one. Um, I think you'd be more excited when you can get plus one to hit in the shooting phase. It's probably what you'll be most excited about um, with a Bastilladon. You'll be like, what? Uh, so that's going to be good. Um, Cockatrice, no. Um, oh my god, I hadn't thought about Teclas. Yes. Trazeroth the Ashen. Come on! That's going to be good. Uh, could the fox destroy two pieces of terrain at turn? Uh, the fox is not a monster. So, no. Uh, okay. Blood Rat Medusas. Gothazar Harvester. Is that a monster? Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, Alvalonor. That's really good. I, I, would, ex- I would assume we'll see Alvalonor uh, and the Stoneheart Mountains go up. But we'll see. I think I'm excited for them to have plus one to hit. Uh, no, they hunt twos. They hunt threes. Right? I think that plus one to hit one is going to be so key. You get that charge off and you're like, let's go. Big plus one to hit. Um, Archeon, of course. Of course, Archeon, Owen. Of course. Like, anyone who hasn't played against Archeon and doesn't realise this makes Archeon just dumb. It's like, it's fucking out of their minds. <laughs> like, the gas healing and extra D3 as well? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, great and clean ones. Great and clean ones. That's a great shout. Um, uh, he better be about a thousand points now. So, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to see the points go up on them, aren't we? So, we'll see. Listen, it's been a lovely talking to you all. Uh, I'm very excited for Age of Sigmar 3. There isn't anything I haven't liked so far. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I would love, like, you all know your factions. I know most factions well, I don't know all factions intimately. Uh, so there'll probably be some like little key points. So I would love to hear, like, Rob, you can do this thing and that thing. I'd be like, that's cool. I love that. I want to hear about that. That stuff excites me. When a new edition comes around, I love that shit. Like, I love hearing, like, oh, I can do this. I can do this weird thing. Just drop me a DM on Twitter. Tweet at me. Um, like, drop messages on the YouTube comments. That stuff just makes me, like, let's go. I love it. So um, more and more of that. Um, uh, great show and chat. Thanks, Team Ancash. Big loves. Uh, and dank holds aren't monsters, I know. That's sad. But one day. One day. All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to head off now, so don't forget to join me in at 5pm for the List Reveal show 
uh, later on the T-Sports Network. It's been lovely talking to you all. Very excited about all this. Talk to you soon, and bye.